You are listening to the Brave AF podcast. This is the place where we talk about what it takes to live a bold, brave, and badass life, which of course is the mindset behind it all. You're in the right place if you want to give fewer fucks about what other people think, quit the procrastination, stop the people pleasing, and release your tight grip on perfection. I know a thing or two about all of it. (laughs) I am your host, certified life coach and rebel, Zena Jones. And I am on a mission to help women lead brave as fuck lives whilst also having their own backs. So my friend, let's fucking go. Hello, 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 my friends. Happy podcast day. I love recording this for you all. Just want you to know I appreciate you guys for listening and I just wanted to shout you out and say thank you. You are seen. You are appreciated. Huge love. Now we are talking today about the confidence to speak in public because I've had a few requests for this episode. Many of you know that I do a bit of public speaking and perhaps you've even heard that I used to be absolutely terrified of that and I was very very shy. So I am going to share with you all a bit about my own journey and learning how to speak confidently, speaking in public, and also share some mindset tips as well as some actual action-related things that you can do, um, many of which I have learned through being a member of my Toastmasters club. So for those of you who don't know, Toastmasters is a worldwide public speaking Uh, organization and it is they have clubs in many towns I think they have hundreds of thousands of clubs all across the world I know here in my city there is at least I think four possibly five clubs that you can join and basically you go along with a group of people who are all there with the common interest of learning how to speak in pu- how to speak in public and how to speak confidently so you're learning a lot of skills around public speaking so i highly recommend anyone who is interested in this check out toastmasters they have a website and you could also do a search for your local club. You can go along for free to the first couple of meetings and just see what it's like and you know how they run through it and what are the skills and things that you could possibly learn and pick up and be amongst like-minded people experiencing the same thing, the same thing as you. So I just want to throw that in there. Um, but before we dive in... I wanted to say if you guys are loving the content here on the podcast and I thank all of you who reach out and let me know, I love you all, I would love for you to let a friend know if you could share this with anyone in your life who you think would love the podcast or enjoy listening, get some benefit, please do and also if you're loving it, be sure to come hang out with me on the social media platforms. I'm on Facebook, Zena Jones. Remember, Zena is spelled with an X. And I love hanging out on Instagram. I have so much fun over there. It just feels like my jam right now. So zena.jones.coach over on Instagram. And if you send me a message, I would love to connect with you, follow you back, and inspire you on your journey as well. All right, my friends. So as I have alluded to I am confident when it comes to speaking in public I love speaking in public (laughs) I really enjoy sharing stories I love to be able to help people through you know sharing my own experience and helping others to relate and connect but also 
I get to be myself and I'm one very dramatic human being. I get to be super dramatic on stage (laughs) when I'm sharing my stories, you know, telling people about different things that I have learned and helping them with some of the lessons that I get to share. I get to be really dramatic and that to me is super fun. (laughs) Now, it doesn't mean you need to be dramatic, but if you are a dramatic human like me, speaking in public is one of the opportunities for you just to go a little crazy which I think is super fun. (laughs) So if we were to rewind to my 20s, to my teenage years, I hated public speaking. I think I was literally born the shyest kid in my, that I ever knew. Like I didn't meet another kid as shy as I was. And to this day, I probably still haven't. I hated being called on in class. You know, when you are perhaps like reading a book as a class and the teacher will go around and get different students to read a paragraph out. Oh my God, I would sink into my chair and try to hide. I would not make eye contact with anyone. (laughs) I was the kid who would go bright red, literally bright red. I was sick and I use air quotes, sick on the days that we had to give speeches and the days we had to practice our speeches. And in college, I cut school on the debate days. I hated speaking in front of people. And I am not alone. So like a large part of the human race, right, I shared that collective fear of public speaking. I believe it is the most common fear that humans have together is the fear of speaking in public. And I definitely wanted to avoid it at all costs. So if it is something that you are afraid of, know that you are not alone. I can very much relate to you. So many of us can. And that is one of the beautiful things I must say about going to my Toastmasters club was realizing that so many humans are afraid of being called on in a work meeting of, you know, having to present something at work of, you know, having the opportunity to speak in front of a large group. So many of us are, and we would like to learn how to, you know, overcome that fear, how to feel more confident, how to, you know, be able to do it without freezing or going bright red. So here we are, my friends. So for me, my journey began after I went through coach training in 2016. And when I started doing Facebook lives, So I would do live videos inside of my own Facebook group and I started to kind of build my confidence a little bit through doing that and I started to think, you know what, this could be a really useful skill to master and I knew that I really wanted to overcome my fear and I had big dreams of one day speaking on stages. So if you had told me that today I would be telling you, yes you my friend, that I enjoy public speaking, (laughs) I would have looked at you like you were batshit crazy. (laughs) But here we are. So I say that to let you know that it is possible for you too. It is possible that you, you can not only overcome the fear, but actually like it and want to do it. What? That is right. (laughs) So here are a few things that I think are quite important to know. We are so often afraid of what people will think about us when we speak in public. 
we're really like afraid of what they're going to think. We're afraid of saying and doing the wrong thing. And we're afraid of freezing on stage in front of people. Or like this was the one that I know a lot of us share because I have talked to many of you about it is tripping over on the way to the stage and then being laughed at and feeling humiliated, feeling really embarrassed. I used to have this scenario that would run through my brain all the time where I would walk up this set of stairs and then as I was walking over to the stage there would be a cord that I would trip over and of course I was wearing a dress or a skirt and every time I would trip over and my skirt or dress would come over my head and my underwear would be out and it would just be humiliating and everyone would laugh and I would like cry and run off stage. (laughs) I'm not the only one right? (laughs) So What it boils down to is we are afraid of feeling humiliated. We are afraid of feeling rejected or we're afraid of feeling ashamed. We're afraid of, you know, shaming ourselves afterwards for our performance, experiencing those emotions. I remember the first time I spoke at a Toastmasters club, maybe three or four years ago now, and I stood up. And they have you, you know, when, when it's your first time to a Toastmasters club, you have the opportunity or you may have the opportunity to, you know, speak about a topic that is given to you and you speak for, say, roughly 30 seconds to a minute. Or you can simply get up and talk about yourself. You can actually use that time to talk about anything you want. And I was encouraged to get up and, you know, introduce myself, say a little bit about who I was, what I did, that kind of a thing. And I did that. I got up and I spoke and I didn't speak for long enough for the lights to come on. So they have little lights that indicate green when you've reached 30 seconds, orange when you've, you're, you know, halfway through the time allotment and then red when you've crossed the mark of being over time. Now, it, when you're new, it doesn't matter. Even when you're not new, like people talk over or less than all the time. It doesn't matter. It's just an indication to help you learn to speak to an allotted time frame. And so I didn't reach the green light, meaning I didn't stand up. I didn't talk for 30 seconds. I came in under 30 seconds and I knew that I had talked really, really, really fast because I was nervous and I didn't allow any room to breathe or pause or think about what to say. So I kind of rattled on and on and then just sat down and I just like sat down really quick. (laughs) Like I wanted it over with. And of course, right, I was nervous. That's the whole reason I had gone along was to work on the skill to overcome feeling so nervous. But what I did was I sat down and I immediately started beating myself up. My my brain started to say shit like, you know, why did you say that? And that sounded so stupid and you barely lasted a few seconds. You weren't even up there for 30 seconds. That was a real piss poor effort. So my brain started to be really, really mean to me and I started to feel embarrassed of my effort. I started to feel ashamed that that was all I had done, right? And I started to feel that way because I was thinking all of those thoughts because of my self-talk, the way I was talking to myself. It was not very nice. So... I want to remind you all of the four stages of confidence that we've talked about here on the podcast before, okay? And it is a sliding scale, meaning there's four stages that we experience and we can slide up 
and down the scale back and forward throughout any given day at any period of time. So the first category is what the fuck WTF. Okay, that is often our starting point. Then we slide up the scale to courage. From courage, we slide up the scale to capable. And from capable, we slide up the scale to confidence. Recently, I shared a story with you all how I was a really confident driver and I am a really confident driver. And then somebody smacked into the back of my car and I I slid down that scale and getting into a vehicle to drive after that, I was having to feel courageous. I was feeling like very anxious about driving, about being on the road. And it took me a lot of courage to get in the vehicle and continue driving, knowing full well I was capable and I could do it and I had plenty of evidence. Eventually, I slid back up to where I am now, feeling confident to drive again. Okay. So, as I said, things can happen that fluctuate and move us around that scale. It is a sliding scale. It goes both ways. When we are looking at speaking in public, and it is something we are afraid of doing, or like many of us out there terrified of doing, we are often starting in the place of WTF. What the fuck? We're feeling anxious. We're feeling nervous. We're feeling afraid. And all we need to give it a go, right, to put your hand up in a meeting at work, to offer some feedback, to offer to present something, to perhaps run your own workshop or go live on Facebook or walk into a Toastmasters club to learn the skill even more. All we need is courage. That's it. We don't have to be capable. We don't have to feel ready. We don't necessarily have to feel prepared. And we certainly do not need to be confident. No, we just need to be courageous enough to give it a go. Right? And courage, I've talked about it before, feels like shit when you're in it. (laughs) But it is magical because it moves us forward. It is courage is what creates confidence. Courage is the foundation of confidence. Without courage, we never give it a go. We never try. We never start to take ourselves up the scale to the confident place. Okay, my friends. So with that in mind, I just want to let you know to bring it back to what I just shared, how That first time I spoke at Toastmasters, I started to beat myself up. My self-talk inside my brain was really negative and very mean to myself. And what's really interesting was everyone who came up to me after the meeting was saying such positive things. Like, hey, you were really confident. You talked, you know, really openly about what you did. And like they were saying really positive, reaffirming things. But because my brain was telling me something else, it didn't matter what they said. I was believing that I'd done a terrible job right? So your self-talk matters a lot. And I want to reiterate that because when you are leaving the what the fuck zone and moving up and using your courage to stand up and to speak or to raise your hand, your self-talk after that moment is very important. Because if you beat yourself up, you will slide back down the other end of the scale into the WTF land and you may stay there. You may not come back out. Okay, because it is telling yourself, you know what, I'm going to give this a go. Maybe I can. Maybe it's possible. What if I can do this? What if I don't die? Those are the kinds of things that get you into the courageous place to take action, to give it a go. 
right? So just be mindful of that self-talk because when you are really hard on yourself afterwards, it's less likely that you're going to do it again, okay? So with that in mind, I want to lead into some of the action steps and the mindset tools that I want to give you around speaking in public that have helped me hugely and I offer to other people when they ask, okay? So the first one is what I was just kind of talking on, which is decide ahead of time how you want to treat yourself after the event, after your speaking, right? Whether it's you've decided you're going to volunteer some feedback in a meeting at work, perhaps you're going to give a presentation, or maybe you are going to speak in front of an audience or a group. How do you want to treat yourself afterwards? What do you want to say to yourself? It's important you decide this ahead of time because afterwards your brain is going to naturally default to being hard on you. Okay. So decide ahead of time. What do I want to say to myself afterwards? How do I want to feel? What do I want to remind myself? So I will always say things like, I am so proud of you. You did that. Or holy shit, that was hard. Look at you doing that. I always have a bunch of positive things to tell myself. And now it's just so much easier. I don't even need to write them out ahead of time or decide them ahead of time because it has now become habitual for my brain to think them. So recently I had a speaking engagement in front of a large group of women and I got back in my car after the event and I was like buzzing. I was on fire because it was so fun and I'd had such a good time. And I got in my car and I just said to myself over and over, I'm so proud of you. That went so well. I am so fucking proud of you for doing that. I know it wasn't easy and I am so proud of you. You did so good, right? And sometimes it might sound like you are talking to a young child. That's okay. If that's what you need in the moment, no worries. But think about it. What would you like to hear? What is going to be really important for you to hear in order to keep showing up, in order to keep taking that courageous action to move you up the scale towards the confident place. Okay, so this is a really big one. Decide ahead of time what you want to feel. Do you want to feel proud? That is generally how I want to feel. I want to feel proud. I want to feel proud of myself for doing it because it's not easy to do. And a lot of people don't do it. I want to feel proud, right? Maybe you want to feel a different emotion. Maybe you want to feel a couple of them. What is it you want to feel? And what do you want to tell yourself directly after you've finished to remind yourself of that? Okay, and then play it on repeat in your head over and over and over and over again, especially if and when your brain tries to tell you something else, like you sucked or that wasn't good enough. No, remind your brain. You just did something hard. You did something courageous. You did something brave. You did something you might not have done for years. You did something that was really difficult for you to do. Well done, you. Celebrate the shit out of yourself for that. Okay? (laughs) It will really help you to build that confidence and to keep taking the courageous action to learn the skill. Okay? And the skill being public speaking. So the other thing I wanted to offer you is, and we have talked about this a few times recently, focus on calming your nervous system ahead of time. Okay. So for example, this most recent event that I did, as I was driving to the event, I was really focused on my breathing. So I was breathing and I've taught you guys this before. I was breathing in for three and out for five and counting it. So in one, two, 
three, and then breathing out through my mouth and through my nose, out through my mouth. One, two, three, four, five. Okay, so you breathe out longer than you breathe in. That is one very simple, easy to use, calms your nervous system down, your central nervous system. So you can get a little bit more logical control of your brain, which is in the space of freaking out. Because you probably will be in fight or flight. Your brain's like, let's run the hell away from this. This is a terrible idea, right? So you get to calm yourself down by you trying to soothe yourself ahead of time as you prepare on the drive there or the walk there or while you're sitting in the meeting, right? It's very easy to do. Nobody will know that you're doing it if you're in a group with other people. In through the nose for one, two, three, out through the mouth for one, two, three, four, five. Okay, simple, easy to use. Trust me, try it out. Makes a huge difference. Okay. Another one is after the event, after, you know, whatever it is that you have done, where you have spoken up or spoken out or spoken public, celebrate yourself. And make a deliberate point of doing that, of showing your brain, hey, I'm really proud of you for doing something hard. You left your comfort zone. You did something you were afraid of doing. And I'm going to celebrate you for that. The more we do that, the more we reinforce the pattern of wanting to do it again. Necessarily wanting to. (laughs) It might be a bit of a stretch for you, but, you know, it's worth doing it again because we will celebrate ourselves afterwards. We will attach some positive reinforcement and emotion to doing it. Okay. Now, when it comes to looking at what you could do differently, what's the word I want here? Like uh, how you could improve, right? Like your brain's going to want to go there straight away. Your brain's going to be like, I should have done this. I could have done that. What I should be doing that next time. Or I should be more like this, right? Your brain's going to jump to all of that shit very quickly. There is no rush to go there. I want you to stick with the positive reinforcement and the positive self-talk and celebrating the fact that you did it first of all. Okay, the next day, right, wait till the next day, let yourself sleep on it. The next day, that is when you ask, what is one thing that I would like to improve on or work on for next time? Work on one thing at a time, right? Don't overload yourself one thing at a time. What is one thing that I would like to work on or improve on for next time? Okay. Another thing I want to offer you when it comes to public speaking is we so often go to the worst case scenario. What if I trip over and fall on stage? What if I forget what I'm saying and I freeze mid-sentence? What if somebody yells out from the crowd and disagrees with me? It is really worth looking at all of your worst case what if scenarios and writing them down and then next to them putting your even when. So what if I fall over on stage becomes even if or even when I do fall over on the stage, I will get up, I will shake it off and I'll have a good time or I will keep going. So it could be what if somebody yells out from the crowd? It can become even if somebody is to yell out from the crowd I think I will be able to handle it or I know I will be able to handle it and I'm going to keep going or I will address it or I will choose to not address it, right? So turn your what if statements into even if or even when statements. What if I freeze mid-sentence? Even if I freeze mid-sentence, 
I am not going to beat myself up. I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm going to find my notes or I'm going to find my next bullet point and I'm going to keep going. Or it could be, what if I freeze mid-sentence? Even if I I freeze mid-sentence, I will remind myself that other people freeze mid-sentence too and it's okay. I'm only human, right? I'm not going to beat myself up. I'm going to celebrate the shit out of myself for standing up here and doing this really hard thing. Okay? So... Another thing I would like to offer is if this is something, a skill that you would like to develop, then I highly recommend you join a Toastmasters club or have a look online. I'm pretty sure they do virtual online ones if you don't have one in your city or your area or you can't find one that fits your um, available availability time-wise. You can, yeah, there's definitely online ones now that I'm thinking about that out loud. You can also start practicing by saying yes to more opportunities, opportunities to speak at work, to contribute in meetings, to run meetings, to run workshops, to, you know, it could be joining Toastmasters, it could be going along to a quiz night even, and, you know, speaking to different people. There are lots of different ways that you can do this. We've had a lot of, uh, what are they called, uh, I can't think of the word, but we've had a lot of events recently in my town where there have been various speakers and the opportunity for you to do like a two to five minute um, chat or talk in front of a group. I can't even think of what this is called. I'm so sorry. It's, it's I've lost it. But there's been things like that. And even if you go along, you might want to go along for the first one and just have a look at the environment and then go along to another one and raise your hand. Right. Start practicing the more you do this the easier it becomes and the better you get at it as with any new skill right public speaking is not something that we're going to nail straight out the gate because just like you know buying a piano you can watch a shitload of youtube videos but until you start playing the piano you don't get good at it and the more you do it the better you get but the more willing you are to make mistakes the better you get Somebody used this example the other day of like um, basketball. If you're not willing to miss a bunch of shots, you're never going to get really good at actually throwing it in the hoop, right? And that is the same for speaking. If you're not willing to mess it up sometimes, you're not going to get really, really good at it, okay? I've fucked up a lot of times. (laughs) And... I keep going, I keep learning, I keep telling myself, hey, I'm really proud of you, you got up, you did that, that was awesome, next day, what's one thing we could learn and improve on for next time, what's one thing we would like to work on, this, okay, all right, a couple of other things that I have learned, if your voice is shaking, know that that will happen, it does happen to a lot of us, it definitely happened to me in the beginning, and breathe, remember to breathe, we sometimes forget to breathe, and pause. Pause is one of the biggest, most effective speaking techniques, the ability to pause. Okay. If you struggle to make eye contact with people, look at an object just above their heads, try and identify something or just look, even scan the top of their heads instead of their eyes, if that works better for you until you can hold eye contact. Okay. 
Um, Another one is hands. So often when we're nervous, we will clasp our hands or want to hold onto something. Now, that is great if you're holding, you know, um, a notebook with your notes on it or if you're holding onto a prop that you have got. That is great. It is really good if you can keep your hands occupied because otherwise you will want to clasp them or put them in your pockets, which is a, a sign that you're probably nervous, which is completely normal. So a couple of things you can do is have a prop or something with you or you can hold on to a lectern or a whiteboard or a pen just don't be clicking it repeatedly often what I will do is I will hold my thumb and my index finger together and that is I think like a something we sometimes do in meditation is it but you will hold your thumb and your index finger together and put them down by the sides where you would rest your arms by the sides of your pants And it's giving your hands something deliberate to do, but it looks like you're quite relaxed because your arms are down. Another thing I do now that I'm really into my speaking is I wave my arms around a lot. I gesture a lot for effect and because it's fun. (laughs) But to start with, if you can hold something, it helps you to feel like you're doing something with your hands and you're giving them purpose because otherwise it can be quite nerve wracking having your arms and your hands completely free without anything. Okay. If you do have a specific talk or speech that you are giving or a presentation you are giving, record it ahead of time. So I record mine onto the notes, uh, the voice recording app on my iPhone. And as I am preparing, so it might be like in the shower or if I'm going for a walk or if when I'm driving to the event, I will play it. It is a great way to help you learn and make any small little tweaks. You really do absorb it. It's so good being able to drive to the event and hear it in your head again. So good. I highly recommend that you do that. If you freeze, know that it is a trauma or a stress response, trauma response, stress response for us to freeze. Okay, fight, flight, freeze and fawn are our stress responses if you are to freeze it is because your body is in fight or flight and it's kind of freaking out and it thinks we should freeze in place for safety and often what I find is my mind just goes blank and I've gone into that freeze response okay that's okay take a deep breath and try to center yourself all right breathe in for three out for five Think about what you last said or ask somebody, what was I just saying? You can ask someone else. If you have notes, find a place in your notes. It's okay if you recap something that you've just gone over or if you go, you're a little bit below, just find somewhere around where you think you were talking and just pick up there. Totally okay. Half the time, trust me, nobody will even know if you missed some shit out. (laughs) I've done it before. (laughs) And you can always circle back. Okay. Uh, What else is on my list here? The last thing, I think that's everything. The last thing I will say is that self-talk afterwards, that is like the biggest driver of building your confidence to get up and do it again. Right. I just really want to reiterate that. And we have so many episodes here around, you know, the relationship you have with yourself, self-confidence, the four stages of confidence, courage. Courage really is the foundation of confidence. So many other episodes here to help you with that. Okay, but just decide ahead of time how you want to treat yourself afterwards and make sure you tell yourself, hey, I'm really fucking proud of you for doing that. You're awesome. 
keep going. All right. Think about what it would look like to have your own back whilst speaking in public. And when I say, what does it look like to have your own back? Think about that in relation to before the event, during the event and after the event. What does it look like to have my own back? And maybe you find that you have had to speak in a work meeting and you know you you were caught off guard and you froze and you freaked out and it didn't go how you wanted it to go. Again, I offer you that question. What does it look like to have your own back? Pause. Okay, what does it look like to have my own back? Knowing that's how it went. How do I want to treat myself now? How do I want to treat myself moving forward? Okay. And again, huge shout out to Toastmasters. It has been uh, very, oh gosh, I'm at a loss of words today. What is that word I want? (laughs) It's been very uh, pivotal. Pivotal, perhaps that's the filler word. I don't know. It has been incredibly beneficial. There we go. That sounds better. Incredibly beneficial in my journey to becoming a person who says I love speaking in public and I would happily come and speak at your event. (laughs) So I want to throw that out there. Definitely check out a Toastmasters club. All right, my friends, huge love to you all. Have a magical week and I will see you again very soon. Hey friends, if you want to hang out, come find me on Instagram. I love playing over there and sharing lots of little gems. Xena.jones.coach is where you will find me. Remember, Xena is spelt with an X. Also, you can check out my website, xenajones.com. And if you would like to explore coaching and working with me one-to-one, then please do book in for a consult. I would love to chat with you.